Ok, parfait. Creativity in the sciences is really akin to creativity in the arts. It's poetry, as we like to say. Uh, and that's not to take away from the rigor of science. It's really to highlight that there's two aspects of science. And it's not just for scientists. I think it's for anyone who's interested in how it is that knowledge gets created in the sciences. It's conversations with leading scientists about what makes this process work. Welcome to the Night Science Podcast, where we explore the untold story of the scientific creative process. We are your hosts. I'm Italian I. And I am Martin Lurcher. As scientists, if we're woken up in the middle of the night and we are asked, hey, tell us, what is science? How does it work? We will be able to rattle off a coherent answer. Absolutely. Which is, you know, you have a problem. You come up with an explanation, the hypothesis, and you, you test it. If it works, if you have good evidence for it, it stays. If it's not, then you get a new hypothesis. Uh, the thing is, that's not wrong, but it's incomplete. Because many times, the most exciting thing about science is exactly what was the hypothesis? What was that big idea? And we don't have a scientific method for how it is that you come up with new ideas. Where do these ideas come from, right? They don't fall from the skies. And in our formal training, um, in our undergraduate degrees, but even later on in, in our PhD or in our postdoc time, we are taught in excruciating detail how to do experiments, what are the protocols, how to solve equations, um, and how to formulate a hypothesis so that it can be tested. But nobody ever talks to us formally about any ways in which to generate the ideas that lead to these hypotheses. And even more than that, it's totally hidden from view because in the scientific papers, um, we only write the finished product, right? We never write how we get to that product, how we had a false start and went into the wrong direction and hit an obstacle and had to figure a way out around that. And then you had coffee with someone and that person said something interesting and that led you on another blind path, actually. <laughs> <laughs> But then after another coffee with another person, or right. maybe even an imaginary conversation you had with that person, right? you suddenly right. realized that the direction you should have gone into is a totally different one, right? And, you know, all this meandering path towards a discovery, that is totally hidden. And sometimes you find that in the autobiographies of scientists, but really that's the only place. Yeah. And Francois Jacob had a really useful analogy for the distinction between the testing of ideas, what we call the formal scientific method, and the generation of ideas. He called it day science and night science. Day science is like the high road of science. It's the putting on of lab coats and doing well-powered, controlled experiments, necessary and sufficient mechanisms. And it's great, but it's incomplete. You also have the night science. And the night science is this world of uncertainty where you don't really know what you're looking for. You just have some hazy ideas. And uh, out of that will perhaps once in a while 
come out a really good idea that you can test. And that process is fraught with difficulties. You oftentimes don't know the question, you don't know the problem, the subject matter you thought you were studying now switches. It's a very strange creative process, but just because it's not clear cut doesn't mean we should not describe it at all. We actually want to get into that because we think that this is where the magic happens. So that's exactly what Itai and I are trying to do in a series of editorials that we write for the journal Genome Biology, where we um, draw on our own experience in science and discussions that we had over time with colleagues, things that we have read, to distill patterns um, about this creative process in science. Right? But then we thought, why stop there? Why not just talk to all our amazing friends in science and also to people that we just know from their publications, but which we can realize from there are really creative. Why not just talk to these people and ask them about their creative processes? And this is what we're going to do in this podcast.